I want to pivot now to someone else who is involved in trying to get more people to exercise their right to vote. Courtney Malone is uh, the field director for Color of Change, which is a political action committee working to get black voters out for the election and other issues nationwide. Courtney Malone, welcome to Detroit Today. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be on. Yeah, uh, and you are talking to us from a polling place. Is that correct? So, no, I'm talking to you from our Detroit office. From we have a office. community office here over in City Council District 1, and we have volunteers who are visiting polling places, making sure that they're set up for success, as well as texting voters right now to remind them to head to the polls. Yeah. Um, so what is the void in the electorate that you think needs to be filled uh, with, with the work that Color of Change is doing? Absolutely. We have a really explicit belief. We feel like if we keep recycling the same folks, the same people who show up every time to vote, the same people who keep demonstrating that they believe in, you know, the possibilities of elected officials and what they could do for communities, then we're not doing enough. There is an entire, like, subset of voters, a specific group of folks that, you know, some people call them low propensity voters. We call them people who are really disenchanted by what's going on. These mm-hmm. are folks who maybe voted in 2008. And that was the last time that they were hopeful about electing officials that would be held accountable to their communities. And what we've learned is that we need to be trying to find people who are nervous about disappointing communities like Detroit, communities like Flint. And so these are the people that we're talking to because we want to recommend to them that, hey, you may be upset about voting, but what you can do now is we we vote together. And if we vote with the understanding that not only should we vote for them on November 6th, but we should wake up on November 7th and think about how to hold them accountable to our needs, mm. maybe maybe there may be something to be hopeful about. Hmm. Uh, let's quickly go to John here, who has, I think, a point that uh, that dovetails with what you're talking about. John, on the east side, welcome to Detroit Today. Good morning. Hey, John. So uh, I work for a local union, and, and our, our uh, it's an international union, but our local has actually put out an email telling us that we're risking our jobs if we engage in conversation at the workplace because it's gotten so volatile and uh, unreasonable. And it's just amazing how uh, we can't even see eye to eye in, in, in the local. It's just amazing. Hmm. Uh, let's talk about that, Courtney, uh, this idea of confrontations at our polling places. It's, it's one of the things that discourages people from showing up to vote. It is, and I think that's why we are doing our part. We are at as many with our partners, along with our partners in the Win Justice. Um, we are at every single polling location that we can, trying to encourage people to stay in line, trying to discourage people from arguing, just trying to make sure that this experience is still positive and people still can feel like their votes count. So anytime there's an error or anything's going wrong, there are machines down, we're reporting it as fast as we can. Hmm. Uh, again, John, thanks very much for the call and the uh, comments. Uh, Courtney, tell us what you see about voter participation this year over previous years. Are people uh, that you're dealing with more excited to get to the polls and cast their ballots? I think so. I think if we compare turnout in primary to previous years, we see, right? 
they reported the next day that we had record numbers for the turnout for primaries, which doesn't happen, especially in places like Detroit, in places like Flint. So I think what we see is that there's a wave. There's something that's catching just across the country where people are saying, oh, there are folks who are running for office that might actually have my needs in mind and might actually want to see our communities grow and our communities prosper. So maybe I could vote for them and it might count. Uh, let's go quickly back to the phones here. Terry in Detroit. Terry, welcome to Detroit today. Good morning and happy Election Day, Stephen. Happy Election um, Day to you. My my network is telling me that the polls everywhere where they've been have been really crowded. Um, I want to take a jab at the clerk in Detroit because I had friends in line at polling places in Detroit and in the suburbs. One of them um, was voter number 45. It took an hour. In that same hour, the other one was voter number 125. So that's, you know, out in that community, they're getting people through the polls a lot faster than they are in Detroit, hmm. um, which doesn't surprise me. But we're really excited about it. Stephen, I did want to say, um, based on your last um, your last guest, mm-hmm. that, you know, the idea that white men have been moving in a different direction, I do want to say that, you know, the decisions that have shaped our economy, by and large, are made by white men. And I think that they are um, remiss to hold themselves accountable for those decisions. They want to look to other people and sort of blame other circumstances for what's gotten, uned- you know, people without degrees in, in the pickle they're in in, term- in terms of their earning power. And the reality of it is that um, we need some people, some different people to bring a different game uh, to companies and to government and to make de- decisions in a different way. And I think white men are going to have to learn to trust that a different group of people maybe could do some good. Hmm. Terry, that's a really interesting way to see that that data from the Wall Street Journal about this divergence among white voters, that it may represent a larger diversification, not just of, uh, of voters, but, uh, but in our society. Thanks very much for the call. Uh, and the comments, let's quickly go to Heather. Heather, I've got about 36... 30 seconds left. Uh, go ahead. Hi. Hey, Heather. Go ahead. Um, you know, I just, I had a lot of things to say, but the call from the gentleman that works um, at the place where there's a union and how he spoke of, you know, the, the tension in the workplace, mm-hmm. you know, that just, that made me really sad. I mean, it's, it used to be that we could have our differences and get along just fine, mm-hmm. and it, it seems to be on such a much more emotional level for everybody now. Heather, Heather, I'm going to have to cut you off because we're out of time. I appreciate the call and the comments. Also, Courtney Malone of Color of Change, the field director there. Thanks very much for joining us on Detroit Today. We'll be back tomorrow. Hope you will, too. Get out and vote if you already have not done that. This is 1019 WDET, Detroit's public radio station, the community service of Wayne State University. We'll see you tomorrow. WDET is supported by Wow Business, offering high-speed internet, voice, and cloud services to Detroit area companies of any size. Wow Business offers one gig of internet speed for companies in their service area. More info and pricing at wowforbusiness.com. Voters across the country go to the polls today to choose between two different messages. The far left is angry and they are coming after jobs. They are coming after freedom. They are coming after security. My campaign is about hope and change. (laughs) 
And that's what we need to get back to in this country. I'm Elsa Chang. Which path will the country choose? This afternoon on All Things Considered from NPR News. Weekday afternoons at 4 here on 1019 WDET. WDET is supported by Plant Moran. Its audit, tax consulting, and wealth managers deliver practical, high-touch accounting, tax consulting, and wealth management services for over 90 years and help clients make the mark. More information at plantmoran.com. By GEICO, offering auto insurance coverage for cars, trucks, or SUVs and providing 24-7 customer service. More information on auto insurance at geico.com or 1-800-947-AUTO. From WBUR Boston and NPR, I'm Meghna Chakrabarty. This is On Point. Hey, I'm giving my child to you. Keep him safe. And they did anything but that. Martin McNair's son was a football player at the University of Maryland. Jordan died of heat stroke following a punishing practice earlier this year. After months of inaction, the University Board of Regents at first refused to fire the Terrapins' controversial head coach. Protests and pushback followed. Maryland reversed course. The coach may be gone now, but a bigger question remains. Up next on Point, in big-time college football, what do schools value more, money or their players' lives? First, the news. 